Ethel's Travel Tales, accounts from an addicted travel photographer. Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, October 1987, Albuquerque, New Mexico, USA. My latest assignment for the library was to fly out to the American Southwest, mostly to cover the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. Allegedly the largest mass ascension in the world, at that point there were going to be over 500 balloons in the air at one time taking off in two waves. This event was supposed to be the most photographed event in the United States, and here I was taking snaps as part of my job. I flew nonstop to Denver, then transferred to a more local flight to Albuquerque. By that point, the change in terrain and temperature, combined with jet lag, provided me with a true disorienting experience. As the next few days would be a matter of waking up at ungodly hours anyway, I decided not to try to get used to the local time and just get on with whatever. The next day. I'm now having my morning meal in Albuquerque. There's a superb racial mix here. Even in the hotel coffee shop, Anglos, Hispanics, Indians, Native Americans, with long braids and Stetsons. Nice U.S. breakfast on a muffin, just like an Egg McMuffin, although no doubt much more expensive. I can't handle the huevos rancheros yet. Maybe another morning. The next two days, I think, will be chance grabs at the ethnic food stalls on the fair. I'd like to be there at 5.30 a.m. Considering I slept well but woke at 4.30 and couldn't get back to sleep, I might even be in proper form. I'm feeling the excitement rise, even though I'm a bit spaced out. A heady mix of, where am I? With, this is familiar. With, what time is it? And my good old friend, I'm tired. Generally, I'm feeling pretty good, though. The first day of the balloon fiesta. Another of the great experiences in my life. In my rental car, I drove to the field at about 5.15 a.m. after having gotten lost. Albuquerque is so big in areas that are huge spaces within the city of nothing. Almost immediately, I took advantage of my being a member of the press and registered to go up at a balloon flight. I was introduced to the pilot. The other media person, Dana, a local reporter who was to go up, the gondola held three people, had also never been up before, so we were both virgins. We then went onto the plane, our flight designated as taking off during the second wave, which meant the first 250 hot air balloons went up before us. Imagine a field full of people and long lines on the ground of colored balloon silk, eventually to become fully inflated aeronautical vehicles. Slowly, the huge rolls of colored sheeting were lined up, the massive fans turned on and the gigantic balloons began to take shape. Right, left, front, back, color, shape, noises of burners, cries, shouts, 
an extremely scared rabbit on the field. First, fans to force air into the balloons. Second, burners to heat up what was now inside. Slowly and quietly, the balloons rose into the sky. Surrealistically, silently, peacefully, and brilliantly in the 7.30 a.m. New Mexico dawn. So exciting and so accessible. I photographed the cavernous interiors within the silk and the barely substantial rainbowed exteriors. Dana, the other journalist, and I crawled into the leather-railed wicker basket, rolling in the hefty ground wind, held down only by several enthusiastic volunteers, and then, without fuss, without noise, without a bump, we slowly rose. We sailed and soared till 1,400 feet, surrounded by literally hundreds of other bright spots in the brilliant blue sky. The only indication of rise and fall was when my ears began popping, the best altimeter yet. We floated, no fear of falling, although I was worried that I'd drop my polarizing filter down to the desert floor below. It was restful, delicious, leisurely, spectacular. To the left were the striking Sandia Mountains, up to the right was the city of Albuquerque, and in front and in back, huge stretches of flat mountain desert. The balloon fiesta is held in Albuquerque because here is supposedly where the box works best. That is, the wind blows in all four directions at different altitudes. That way, the balloon pilots can fly exactly where they want by varying how high or low they go. The changes are created by turning on the burners for the air to heat up so the craft to rise, or letting things cool to descend. Or at least that's the theory. As it turned out, when it was time for us to land, the gradual shifting of the points of the compass was enacted beautifully, and we landed gently in a very convenient field. Then came the initiation, which I'd been warned about, but no one gave me any specifics. Our pilot, Robert Stirrup, the balloon was called Stirrup a Tizzy, had a terrific sense of humor. First, while we each held a glass of bubbly while down on one knee, we were blessed and then showered with champagne. Then we were pinned. The logo of the balloon, a metal pin, gets placed. For me, as a woman, exactly where my nipple is, but positioned from the inside. Robert had great fun assessing which side was better. Each time something happened to interrupt the ceremony, he started again from the beginning. The chase crew of about 10, mostly women, also had great fun, and fortunately, all was done in fine spirits. Robert's girlfriend, Sharon, pinned Dana, my male counterpart. Lower, we cried, lower, till it was as low as it should have been to match my position. This was all done in the field where we landed when the chase crew came to collect us. By the time we finished everything, we got back to the fiesta at about noon. And that was pretty much it for the fair for that day. Tomorrow, I think, ground level shooting. If things go well next week, I might treat myself to another ride. The following day at the balloon fiesta. I didn't think it was possible to match yesterday till today. Although I had a wonderful time the day before, I didn't really get the shots I wanted, so I decided to stay groundside. 
Standing on the journalist's platform had a limited appeal as I'd be forced to move every 10 minutes to follow the balloons. So I wandered onto the field and suddenly saw two photographers in the distance sitting on a car roof. Ding, went a bell in my head. At the beginning of the field east and some way north, a commercial balloon crew had a high van, higher than the others around it. Behind me was nothing but the food stalls, that is, nothing to block the light. I flashed my press pass and I was led up on the roof. With room to spread out all my lenses, which I used, I then stayed for both waves. The balloons inflating, the slow releasing, the applause, the first wave, beginning south and working north, the spectacular color in every which way, the slow letdown of an emptying field, and then, for the second wave, the whole thing all over again. I shot and shot and shot. The sky was polarizer blue even without the filter, and the rainbow colors provided another real photographer's paradise. As I was sent all the way here from London to shoot these things, I was not going to be stingy with film. Then I was invited to be part of the High Sierra Chase crew, the group that drives to wherever the balloon lands and helps pack it up. Great fun running all over the city in radio contact in pursuit of where the balloon might end up. It should land in a suitably empty space, but it's not always near a road or away from traffic where the truck can reach it. This pilot was superb. He gently put the balloon down in a field and didn't even need the chase crew to help. By the time we arrived, he was sitting on the ground waiting for us to collect his passengers. Suddenly, I became the official photographer, a small price to pay for one of the best seats in the house. The balloon fiesta at that time was held only on weekends. So I had time to travel around the area between Saturday and Sunday flights. During the gap that first week, I took a drive down to White Sands, New Mexico, listened to Into the Dunes, part one, and hung around Albuquerque a bit. The following weekend, the fiesta returned and I happily continued snapping and eating the rather odd local ethnic cuisine. When the spectacle was over, I still had almost two weeks to take a look at the Southwest, still on assignment, so drove around some of the sites of both New Mexico and neighboring Arizona. By complete coincidence, when in the latter state, I came across the Monument Valley Balloon Fiesta. The balloonatics all knew about Robert Stirrup, the very pilot who corrupted my hot air aerial innocence at the Fiesta a few days earlier, so I was invited to join them. I was very excited and looked forward to chase crewing. It was also a way to get into Monument Valley at dawn, which was normally not allowed. As I watched all the balloons inflate, after having photoed the sunrise, of course, I really wished I could go up. The balloon I was following, Cacahuete, on this day had a woman pilot and a woman navigator, and suddenly, in the very last minute, I was invited to jump into the basket. I had hoped they would ask, up we went, and over Monument Valley, early light as well. It was wonderful. I can detect the ballooning disease taking hold. Or is it just this cold I'm catching? When I returned to Albuquerque, things had resumed to what I assumed was normal. The tourists had gone home, only an odd balloon floated in the sky around dawn, and generally things were pretty quiet. I guess it was time to return to London.
October 1999, Albuquerque. Twelve years later, I was back in Albuquerque. I can hardly believe it. I think traveling is so much in my stride now that I can wake up and go, yeah, in New Mexico, without a second thought. I slept remarkably well, especially considering its first night jet lag. I might even have trouble with my 4 a.m. wake-up call tomorrow. Albuquerque hasn't changed much. I recognize street names and the general layout. This time, though, as I'm no longer employed full-time by the library, the assignment is on a straight commission basis. I'm staying in the Crown Plaza Pyramid, a mere two miles from the Fiesta, and have a reasonable expense account, not even being taken out of my budget. The excitement begins in the subtlest way. There are lots of people who clearly aren't locals. Even in Denver, the last port of the three flights I had to take yesterday, the gate was humming. The flight was oversold with visitors on their way to see the balloons. I'm staying in a luxury hotel, being paid to photograph the most photographed even in the US. I already met people from Australia and descended into speaking relevant German to the Europeans. There's something surreal about being in a hotel in New Mexico with those open atrium lifts and having someone say, Guten Morgen to you first thing. After my breakfast of grapefruit, fresh strawberries and bagels and cream cheese, I think I'll stroll down the road to the balloon field and register as a member of the press. What a life. Now sitting in Old Town at a Mexican restaurant. There's not much to do, but well, wait, I guess. I sorted out the Balloon Fiesta stuff as well as the rest of the New Mexico trip. In the calm of the pre-fiesta, I got to talking with a New Mexico tourist rep who managed to sort out virtually all my realistic requirements. There's a welcome party in a few hours and I have a 4.15 wake-up call tomorrow, so there's not much point setting out for anything ambitious this afternoon. If things have changed, they're not necessarily beyond recognition. The Balloon Fiesta Park is different, about half a mile further down the road and much, much larger. I perused the grounds this morning, past the slowly coming to life souvenir stalls and the fried bread stands. Tomorrow, the air will be filled with the smells of cinnamon rolls and hot dogs, as well as the bright colors of those fantastic balloons. Today, the dust is settling, the pilots and chase crews are registering, and the place is coming to terms with the madness on its way for the next 10 mornings, as there are now various related events happening during the lull between the two weekends. Climactically, fingers crossed, it seems the same as the last two trips. The air is hot and dry, a good sense of desert. Within 12 hours, my face is drying and my lips beginning to chap. I'm also sneezing more. The air is clean, though, with no smog and clear skies, but just sand and local dust. The first day of this year's Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, New Mexico. Balloons, balloons everywhere. Once again, another fiesta even more spectacular than the last time, by almost twice as many crafts than before. Staying so close to the festivities, I decided to walk to the field from the hotel, approximately two miles, to avoid the traffic both coming and going. I hung around the media tent and was persuaded, hardly reluctantly, to sign up for a flight. For some reason, the organizers thought that I should be a priority. Great! And up I went. 
Fortunately, despite the fact that we were supposed to be in the first wave, my pilot Craig, a dentist from Plano, Texas, Plano, Texas, I guess, was delayed. So I got some great stuff from amidst the rising balloons. It was a gorgeous day, and although the best shots were on the ground, the ride was wonderful. The box worked perfectly, and I actually felt the basket turn 180 degrees as we dropped elevation, accurately predicted by Craig. I could get used to this. Now by 11 a.m., the day is finished. It's the 2nd of October and like summer out here. Most people are wearing shorts, and I'm tempted to do the same. I wish the hotel had a nicer pool so that I could sit, read, and linger by it. The sights of Albuquerque have not increased tremendously since the last time I was here, and I can see getting bored. The balloons are wonderful, unique, and certainly worth coming here for. But what else do I do? The idea of taking a two-hour drive just to see something interesting doesn't appeal on a day that begins at 4.15 and has already included a hot air balloon ride. I guess I'll just have to go local and chill out. Next day, Albuquerque. Ah, America. I'm sitting in the sun with the mountain backdrop, eating a green chili cheese bagel with smoked salmon schmear spread from Einstein Brothers and drinking a grande cafe Americano from Starbucks. Oink! Earlier, there was another mass ascension, and each seems to get progressively more spectacular. I opted for the tower today with weather so perfect that the box was working well. One hour later, the craft were landing in the field. Although I decided theoretically to limit myself to six rolls of film, I took extras just in case, and I raced through 13 of them. Later in the evening, after the balloon glow and fireworks, I went back to the media tent. It turned into a hilarious group karaoke session with the staff and volunteers to which I had been invited. I had a great time and stayed till about 10.30 at night leaving with a raspy throat, but a great feeling. The fiesta, and particularly this weekend, have been even more fun than usual. It was time to take my not-so-hard-earned booty back to London. I must admit for the moment, I've had my fill of brightly colored hot air balloons. By now, there's certainly enough images of them in the libraries. Still, at some point in the future, I wouldn't mind having another chance to top up the archives.